Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. Good morning to everyone. Uh, it's my pleasure to be um, sharing the Word of God today. Um, before we go on, I just want to say to you guys, we really miss you. I really miss you guys. Um, I, I really miss uh, the church assembling together. But uh, hey, still praying that uh, soon we'll be able to be uh, back celebrating uh, the wonders of God here at church. So um, back to the, uh, to the message today. Again, it's my pleasure to be uh, sharing a word of God uh, with you guys. Uh, a word of, um, I've been praying that the Lord will give me uh, a word of edification. And that um, it will make a change on our hearts today. So um, let's start reading the, the Bible. And um, the first verse that I want to read today is Second uh, Samuel chapter 4, verse 4. Just verse 4. And it says, Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. So let's pray this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we come to you, Lord, uh, praying that you will, uh, your Holy Spirit will reveal a message to us this morning, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will be uh, put in words uh, in my mouth, Lord, that I can share to my brothers uh, something about you, Lord, that, uh, that will change their lives for the better. I pray, Holy Spirit, uh, one more time. Uh, that you will do a work in us, giving us a revelation and opening our eyes and ears to see and to listen to what you want us to know today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay, so we have here this very short story about Mephibosheth. He was the, the son of Jonathan. So Jonathan was the son of King Saul. So, of course, Mephibosheth was the grandson of King Saul. Now, um, after Jonathan and King Saul died in the war against the Philistines, um, of course, all the family had to escape because they were coming uh, to kill them, of course. So the Norse took um, Mephibosheth, who was five years old, and uh, hey, she said, I want to save the, the life of the boy, right? Uh, but hey, she was running, whatever. Sometimes things in life just happen. In one second, uh, the boy did fall from her arms, got uh, injured, and he was lame. The Bible says that it was uh, both feet. So, um, hey, this is hard to know, right? Or, or hard that it happens to someone that uh, it was not even his fault what happened. Uh, and just in an accident, um, he was lame. Now, lame for life. So, um, I want to start talking uh, about how Mephibosheth um, somehow is an, a symbol or a type of mankind, okay? Exactly that's what happens in our lives. We are spiritually lame. We can, um, for whatever reason, or not for whatever reason, it was years, thousands of years ago, when Adam and Eve sinned on, in paradise, 
and and um, sin came to to the world. After that, all of us we are born sinners, spiritually lame. We cannot walk anymore. We cannot. Uh, when it comes spirit, to spiritual life, we are totally broken. We are totally miserable. We lost our, uh, the capacity to walk in our own way. Again, when it comes to the spiritual life. Um, now, is this going to be forever? Uh, no, for sure, we will continue reading the story later. And, we, and I want to show how the Lord can change your life today. If something in your life happened that you're saying, I am feeling miserable. I am feeling like lame. I am feeling like um, something is stopping me. That in my spiritual life, there is the lack of, of something. I cannot walk. I cannot move. I'm stuck. I maybe I depend on on all, on someone else's help. I cannot have a good spiritual life because I'm feeling lame. Um, this can happen not only in spiritual life, but on also in our emotional life. Many times, um, hey, we can be actually rich. We can have everything and still feel lame, spiritually or even emotionally. Um, we can still feel miserable that, uh, that something happened. It could be out of our hands something total, completely out of our hands that happened, but uh, it's affecting us in a way that we cannot go any further. We cannot move. We cannot advance. And, uh, and that we're feeling, again, miserable. Now, the uh, name Mephibosheth means from the mouth of shame. It was ashamed what happened to him and and what with the time this this guy his life for him hell just started it was going to be worse we, we will see that but i want to uh i don't want to go any further before uh making clear how uh mephibosheth represents how man can be spiritually lame all right so hey um the guy one uh you know he grew up not like a normal kid but um he he lost everything basically his grandfather was the king of israel they had all the money they had land they had power they had so many things, and in just one instant, this kid not only lost all his family possessions, but also his, uh, like the, the moving or of, his, of his legs. He, he couldn't work anymore or uh, walk anymore. So um, when he was miserable growing up, I, can ima I cannot imagine how miserable his life probably was. Um, he was poor. He couldn't work. Uh, he lost, again, all family possessions. He didn't have his mom, probably, uh, sorry, his dad. Probably he didn't have his mom. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if he uh, had his mother. But uh, this I know that for sure his dad and his grandfather were dead he was not only feeling alone like many of us can feel uh, many times he was in addition to that lame uh, totally disabled spiritually and in this case even physically 
disabled, totally, well, not totally disabled, but his legs, his feet were totally disabled. So when um, this uh, uh, individual, Mephibosheth, uh, when he was growing up, probably he was always thinking about how miserable his life was and how much with the time it was getting even worse and worse and worse. But one day, I don't know how many years later, I don't know um, how much time after that accident, uh, this what we're going to read now happen. But the important thing is that it did happen. So let's go now to Second Samuel uh, chapter 9. And um, starting from uh, verse 1. Now David, but this, by this time, was now king of Israel. Uh, David and his uh, people defeated uh, Saul and uh, the son of Saul uh, army and, and all his, uh, uh, and they take, they took all his lands and, and now David was king of the entire nation. Now it says, David said one day, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. So Jonathan was David's uh, uh, friend. And like I said before, Mephibosheth was Jonathan's son. So the king, in this case, David represents the king of kings. David, many times in his life, is a symbol or is a, or is a representation of Jesus, of the king of kings. Amen? So one day, I'm not going to, I don't want to use so much uh, the, uh, David, David's name. I want to just talk about the king, um, talking about Jesus or making reference to Jesus. So one day the king said, I want to show kindness. I want to show kindness to someone from uh, the, the house of, of Saul. I want to have mercy on them. I know that they lost everything. I know that uh, they, they are now in need. I want to show my love and my mercy to someone. And that's... It's talking about the heart of Jesus for us. There is something in God's heart for us that makes him somehow, it, 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 makes, he, it makes him to, to need to show to us the lost, his love, his mercy, his grace. His love for us is so huge that even though he's the king and he doesn't need us, he wants to show kindness to us that we need him so much. To, to us that we are lame, that we cannot walk alone, that we uh, need help. We, we need all what he has to offer, love, mercy, grace, it's his need. Somehow, it is his need to show all that to us. Verse 2, and there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king, the king said to him, are you Ziba? He said, at your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I show the kindness of God? Oh my goodness, what a beautiful um, verse in here. The king, Jesus, wants to show us the kindness of God. Is in him. 
is through Jesus and only through Jesus that we can receive God's mercy, God's grace, God's love. And it says, And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of, Ma of Maker, the son of Amel, in Lo Debar. I want to make a little pause in here. Lo Debar. Lo Debar. Let's check the meaning of this place. It is important to know it. Lo Debar means nowhere. Or nothing or no word it is a place of no hope no future we can call low diver nothing bill there is nothing there so uh, it is a place where um, the hopeless live it is a place where uh, people that lost everything Go there and just be miserable. It was a place for the miserable. So um, I want to share something now. Let's make a pause on the story now. And I want to talk about position, about place. Okay? Without Jesus, our position is in lot of in low debar we are living without jesus in our lives i'm sorry we were living without jesus in our lives in low debar when it comes to the spiritual uh meaning of it we were miserable we had nothing i don't care how much money you had in the um, in the physical world in the material world world but spiritually all of us we were in low debar so um basically we are in a place or we were i'm sorry before jesus in our lives in a position where we have nothing empty we are lost we are going uh, to hell basically we were living in hell and we were going to hell after dying this is the meaning of uh, low debar a place again of sin no hope no future nothing nothing good nothing good we could find in low debar Okay, so let's continue um, now with the story. Verse 5. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of um, Maker, the son of Amel, from Lo-Debar. Verse 6. Now, when uh, Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David says, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. And look how difficult this was for uh, Mephibosheth. And look at his, the heart and how humble he was. He was prostrating himself before the guy that defeated his um, his grandfather basically everything that used to be or everything that belonged to um, King Saul is now in David's uh, possession he's the owner of everything now and um 
here he was recognizing, hey, you know what? You're the king. I will bow down before you. I recognize you are the king. And I am your servant. And this is the time when good things started for us. The day when we said, Jesus, I repent of my sins. Jesus, I recognize I'm miserable. I'm hopeless. I'm, I need you to save me. I need you to change my life. But everything was because there was a calling of the king for you. The king called you to come to him. And, and hey, Mephibosheth had the option not to go. He could say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to David. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to see David. And it is sad to say, but many people, they are like that. Jesus is calling them, telling them, I want to change your life. I want to save you. I want to I wanna, uh, show you the kindness of God. And they are still, hey, you know what? No, I don't need it. No, I don't want to go. I want to still uh, uh, be or I want to. I want to still live in this place of misery. Many do that in this world. However, it is, um, it was, um, how to say that? It, it was not the heart of Mephibosheth. He recognized and he said, hey, you know what, Lord? Uh, you are the king. Here I am. This is your servant. Um, now, we have to one more time um, mention that he was lame. And I said it before, but I repeat this. That's also our, our condition. That's our condition before Jesus. Jesus is recognizing that we are disabled, that we need him. And he wants to help us, but we need to accept his help. We need to accept his love as a gift. And when he calls us, we have to come before him and tell him, Lord, here I am. So yeah, that, that is the condition of, uh, that was the condition of a believer before accepting Christ, lame, no hope, nothing in his life. So um, coming back to the uh, to to Sam, Samuel, um, verse seven. So the king said to him, "Do not fear, for I will surely show you." kindness do not fear for i will surely show you kindness fear and i want to mention this i know i always say this but i have to say it again fear will never be good in your life never take a decision influenced by fear of course uh mephibosheth was feeling fear he was before the king of kings and lord of all in in the uh spiritual aspect but also in the material aspect like the most powerful man in the land and the enemy of his family this guy had the power to kill him and god for sure he has the power to kill us but he's saying, no, 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 that's not my heart. My heart is not to kill people, it's not to destroy people. My heart is to save them. My heart is that I want to be with you guys. My heart is that I give my life for you so you can be eternally with me. That's what Jesus did 
on the cross. And it says, again, do not fear, for surely um, I will surely show you the kindness of God. That's what it's David is saying, saying in other words. For sure. For sure. It is not a maybe. Oh, maybe I will have mercy on you. Maybe I will bless you. I don't know yet. You know what? I don't know yet. Um, let's see what happens in the future. That's not the heart of God. That's not what he wants in your life. He's telling you. The Lord is telling you today, for sure, you will see kindness. For sure, you will see mercy. Just don't fear. Don't fear. The Lord is with you today. The Lord, it's working for you today. The Lord today is telling you, for sure, I will bless you. The only thing that we have to do to receive this is to believe. That's the only thing the Lord is asking for us today. That we will believe that he will bless us. Now, um, I will read the verse 7 again. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Oh my goodness. Just one day, just in one day, Mephibosheth's life changed, completely changed from misery to now recover everything uh, that belonged to his family. And this is what the Lord wants to do in your life. He wants to take you out of um, low debar. God doesn't want you to be miserable. God doesn't want you to be unhappy. God does not want you to have a horrible life. He wants to restore your life. He wants to change your life. He wants you to sit at his table continually. He wants to be close to you. The Lord wants to be with you, not for a few days, not for a week, not for weeks, not for a few months, not for a few years, not even for, the, the Lord doesn't even want to be with you for 10,000 years. He wants to be with you always. And that's what the word continually is uh, showing us. It's something that will never end, will always happen, always will happen. The Lord always wants to be with you. There is nothing like, oh, the Lord doesn't want to talk to me. The Lord doesn't want me to pray today. The Lord doesn't want me to read the Bible today. No, 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 no. There's nothing like that. The heart of God, the desire of his heart is always to be with you. Always to share with you. What do we have to do then? We have to pray. We have to read the Bible, of course. But more than that, we have to believe in him. We have to understand that the Lord always is with us. That he will not leave us nor, nor forsake us. He will always be there for you. Even when you don't even realize he is there for you. We will always sit at his table. If we take heed, if we accept the calling of the king. If we recognize, hey, the king is calling me, something good must be prepared for me if the king is calling for me. And we have to go to his presence and say, hey, Lord, here, here's your servant. 
what do you want for me? And this is what the Lord wants. Again, he wants to show you kindness. And he wants you to sit at his table continually. Then he, that's Mephibosheth, uh, bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a a dead dog as I? And there's a recognition of Mephibosheth saying, Lord, I am accepting this. I'm humble before you. I humble myself before you. I recognize, hey, yeah, it's, I don't, of course, I don't want to offend no one in here. It's what the Bible says. That spiritually, we are like dead dogs. We're dead. Without Jesus, without the king. Spiritually, we are dead. And there's a lot of verses for that. We don't have time. Uh, to check them. So here's uh, Mephibosheth's heart saying, You know what? Yes, I am miserable. I am a sinner. But I accept what you want to give me. And I want to share time with you, Lord. And I want to be continually sitting at your table. I want all the blessings you have for me. I don't want to be no more in Lodibar. Lord, I don't want to be, I don't want to go back again, never again. There's nothing, Lord, I want to uh, go and, 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 and see whatever, nothing. As believers, we need to remember that before Jesus, there was nothing good for us. And we should always have the uh, desire of not going back. Of not going to that place of misery, of hopeless and poverty. When it comes to spiritual life and hate. Many times even in material life. Many people, they lose everything because of sin. Alcohol, drugs, gambling whatever the list is very long so uh, back to the to the history that is again our condition before Christ we were sinners dead uh, dogs totally separated from the king totally separated from God depressed uh, Far away from God's salvation in every single aspect. Miserable, hungry, and needy. Uh, Not knowing what to do in life. We were, again, like dead dogs. But But after the king calls for us. After the king, the king calls for you. Your life changed. Now... For those that are um, watching us this morning and um, they are saying, hey, but I haven't accepted Jesus yet. Um, and I want to have, I want to I wanna receive all his blessings. I want to receive salvation. I want to sit at his table. I'm tired I'm sick of this life that I'm, I'm living, and I, I want a total change. Today is the day if you repent. If you say, Lord, I'm a sinner, and I'm miserable, and I'm spiritually lame. I'm stuck in here, and I don't know what to do with my life. I feel like I'm separated from you, Lord. This is the day. For you to repent and ask for forgiveness and accept Jesus in your heart and give your life to Jesus. You just have to believe in him and say, Lord, you know what? I need you. I want to spend eternity with you. Just forgive me and give me your salvation and bless me and take me out of Lodibar, this horrible life and change my life. 
and he will do it and he will do it for sure for sure you will see the kindness of God now verse 9 and the king called Ziba Saul's servant and said to him I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house you therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him and you shall bring in the harvest and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat but Mephibosheth your master's son shall eat bread at my table not once a week not twice a week not five days a week it says always always again I want to repeat this because I don't want you to forget it the Lord wants to be with you always now at this point I, I want to talk about condition when it comes to the spiritual life hey you know what the word says we will read that later he was still lame physically he was not healed and yeah many times the Lord doesn't do a visible miracle but he does great invisible miracles in our lives but because we cannot see them with our physical eyes we think it's nothing is, is happening but you know what yeah he was still uh, lame and actually a believer we are still spiritual lame but the Lord is doing a work on us why I'm saying that we're still lame because we're still not perfect because we still make mistakes because um, um, we, we still sin we still sin and I'm not saying hey go and sin I'm not saying that actually I'll tell you sin will never bring anything good to your life sin will always bring bad things nasty things destruction misery poverty spiritual and 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 even material so um but it doesn't matter hey you know what the lord is saying hey i don't care if you're still lame i don't care if you guys are not perfect don't worry about that i'll do a work on you i will do something in your life i will provide i will i will change your life with the time hey i will continually change your life for the better but i don't care the lord this is the lord's heart i don't care if you are not perfect yet i still want you sitting at the table with me continually but now what's our new condition before Christ even uh, even though I'm sorry our new condition after Christ uh, even though we're still uh, imperfect people now we have the joy of the Lord we have his forgiveness he will restore our, our lives he will do a work that everything what we lost he will give it back and even better he will give us new things he will give you a new life he's got the power to change your life in both spiritually and in the material world we're now um, eating of the best food we can eat spiritually his word the word of God that's the best food that we can eat actually and even 
in material life, hey, the Lord can prosper. I, and not only that he can prosper, he wants to prosper you and he will prosper you for sure in so many different ways. Not only financially, in every single aspect of your life, the Lord wants to prosper you. So what's the new condition that you're now a servant of the king, that you are his friend, that you're receiving all the benefits of eating at the table with the king. Do you imagine this? Do you imagine um, uh, Mephibosheth listening every day to, to, to David when David was sharing with all the family how was his day or what's for the future, what's the plan? And he was there participating in, in the conversation. And that's what God wants with you and I, uh, and I, with all of us. He wants to share time with you. He wants to reveal you his will, what he's going to do. He wants to, to tell you what he wants to do with you, with the world, with the church, with your family, whatever. He wants you sitting at his table, not only you listening to him, but also he listening to you. The Lord wants to listen to you. Pray. You pray to the Lord. You tell him, Lord, I know that right now I'm in your presence. And this is what I want and this is what I need and this is what I think. The Lord wants to spend time of quality with you. So, um, um, we were on verse 10. Now, Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Verse 11. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all, um, I'm sorry, according to all that my lord, the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. He was now part of the family. And this is exactly what happened to us after accepting Jesus in our lives. We are made king uh, sons of the king, son and daughters, of course, of the king. You're now part of the family of God. You're now a prince. You're now a princess. You now have privileges or, or benefits that normal people, they don't have. That people that doesn't have Jesus in their lives, they don't have that benefits. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They, they, they don't have the peace that trespasses all understanding. Yeah, the, the world... The world can give you a peace, yeah, sometimes. But the peace that the Lord wants to give you, it's totally um, impossible to understand, I meant. Impossible to explain. You can go through tribulations and you can go through storms and still have peace in your heart because you know that now you're a son of God and that God is in perfect control of your life. Verse uh, 12, Mephibosheth had a, uh, a young son whose name was Micah and all who dwelled in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both feet. He was still lame, but he was no more in Lodivar. He was now in Jerusalem. Now, what's Jerusalem? The meaning of Jerusalem is city of peace. And this is the place where the Lord wants to bring you now. A new 
position, a new place, out of sin, out of misery, and now to a place of peace. And that's our new position before God. We have been justified. We have been for, forgiven. We have now a new life. The Lord, once you repent and once you ask for forgiveness, he takes your sins and disappears them. He doesn't even remember your past anymore. What you did, it doesn't matter. Who you were, it doesn't matter anymore. If, if you were his enemy, because again, Mephibosheth and David, they were enemies. They were enemies. Their families were enemies. However, David wanted to show kindness. And that's the love of God. When we were enemies, Jesus died for us to reconcile us to God. So the king is the one that is calling for you today. Telling you, come to me. I want to be your friend. We were enemies. Yeah. But now, you know what? I want to forgive you. I want to be your friend. I want you to sit on, our tab on my table continually. I want you to take you out from Lodibar and put you in Jerusalem. And the Lord wants to do that. Again, not only in the spiritual aspect, but also in the material life. No matter what you're going through now. No matter if in certain aspect of your life you're on in in you're living in or a low d-bar that could happen maybe you're saying hey pastor nathan uh, pastor joel pastor dave you know what i have a good life but in this aspect i feel like in low d-bar the lord wants to take you out that place and change your life even in single aspects different single aspects of your life if you accept his calling if you say hey you know lord i need you for this i i need you not not only for salvation but um not only let's say spiritual salvation but also to sal salvation here in this life i need you lord to, to resolve this problem that I'm having or this depression that I'm going through or I'm sad because of this or I have financial problems, this and that. No matter, no matter what's your low D-bar, the Lord wants to take you out of that place and put you in a new position. He wants to bring you to Jerusalem so you can live with him. And yeah, someday we will... Um, spend eternity with him in the new Jerusalem but even in this life the Lord can make you to live like in Jerusalem so um, before uh, finishing I want to uh, just uh, open uh, uh, a little time in here for those that, that are saying uh, Hey, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to, I want to uh, repent of my sin, of my sins, and I want to accept the calling of the King today. I want you to do uh, this prayer with me today. You can close your eyes and repeat with me. Uh, dear God, I repent of my sins. Forgive me. Today, I want to give you my life I want to recognize that I am a sinner that I am living in low d-bar and I want to and I want you to change my life I I uh, believe that Jesus is, is the king and I believe that he gave his life to reconcile me to God and I, and I repent and believe in Jesus as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you, my friend, did this prayer today, let, let me tell you, 
maybe you're not seeing this in the spiritual world but you just in less than a minute went from low Debar to Jerusalem and in your material life soon you will see the changes if you believe if you continue believing that Jesus wants to change your life soon you will see it now I want to pray for those that are already Christians and they are saying hey I need prayer in this aspect because I feel like in low deeper in my finances in my emotions in my spiritual life in in my family whatever no matter the Lord wants to change that situation the Lord is telling you I want to change it I want to show kindness I want to show my mercy and I want to bless you so let me pray for you father in the name of Jesus I pray today that um, uh, every um, aspect of our life that is going wrong that we're feeling miserable that we're saying there's no hope that there is saying there is no future for this I, I give up Lord I pray your divine intervention that we will understand and that we will believe that you not that you only have the power to change our lives that you want to do it that surely you want to change our lives that surely you want to show kindness if we believe in the promise if we believe that you want to do it so I pray for my brothers and sisters Lord that today are saying Lord change this situation take me out of this place give me your your peace take away anxiety take take away pain or suffering Lord and put me and put on me your peace I pray dear God that you will listen the prayer of my brother and sister of my brothers and sisters Lord and you will answer their prayers by changing any situation they might be going through if they believe in you Lord in Jesus name I pray amen and amen the, before uh, saying goodbye to you guys one more time uh, I, I want to say it again we really miss you we hope that uh, we will be able to gather together and worship the Lord um, uh, soon but meanwhile uh, we really appreciate that you're following us uh, through uh, YouTube and, and uh, Facebook and uh, always keep us on your prayer as we are always praying for you thank you so much and have a great day hey Lighthouse family thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons I'm Pastor Joel Sloss for more podcasts media and live stream services at lighthouseniagara.com Sundays at 10 o'clock God bless.